The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Slossing beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Adolfi! Oh, what an absolute screamer for Rotherham United! Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me off in Rotherham. Hello, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. And for only the second time this season, we can talk about a win. Yeah. Talk about three points on the board. Um, a really good performance by Rotherham United on Wednesday evening. And then he's got a game on Sunday, sadly. There's a lot of games. But sadly, yeah, we are playing on Sunday against uh, some team in blue. Uh, we'll, 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 I'll try and figure out who we're playing. I'm sure we can get to the bottom of that. Uh, Danny's with us. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing good, thank you. How are we all? Very, very good. Mick will be with us probably shortly. He's somewhere driving somewhere or summer. You know, we'll ask him when he gets here. Um, Danny, you want to let everybody know about your massive mistake today because Danny had Danny had a little trip on the train accidentally today, didn't you? Yes. So I went to Medrill with <clears throat> two friends of mine, Carly and Jed, just for like a little outing, you know, arcade shopping, that sort of thing. And um, they shuffled off back to Sheffield. And I thought I'd booked the five past five train from Meadowhall to Rotherham. Turns out I'd booked the five past five train from Sheffield. So the one that got to Meadowhall at five past five was the train that went to Doncaster. So guess which train I got on? The one that went to Doncaster. And I only clocked it when we went through Swinton Station. It's like, hang on, something's not right here. (laughs) And when I say I was getting eyeballed in Doncaster for having a Rotherham tracksuit top on, (laughs) no, my days. So I just went and sat quietly in the pub. (laughs) You do right. Yeah, but I'm, right. I'm home safe. I'm home safe, so we're all all right. Yes, that's the main thing. You're with us. Um, yeah. Um, so we've got loads of people in the comments already. Emma Wood says, one down, two to go for Tom. We should have got Tom on tonight. This is Tom's best chance of getting three in a row this season with the next two games coming, which we'll talk about. If it doesn't happen now, Tom, I think Tom's bet's dead, unfortunately. 
hope for Thomas Sigurd comes through. Chris Nichol is watching us from Thorpe Hesley instead of Perth. That's some swap. Mm. Uh, with Chris. Andy P says, good evening, everybody. Hope we're all well. Should be a good one tonight, hopefully. Yep. Ryan's with us as well, as is Gav Grundy and Jamie. Andy P says, second half was quality. John Hensby, what a difference a day makes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Shelley says, I'll be honest, when I saw five at the back at 1-0, I thought, here we go. What a decision it was and made us better as a team. Mm. Danny, let's go back to the start of the game. Um, obviously, Appiah came in because uh, Green confirmed his injury for 12 months, which is a blow, which we might talk about later on. Um, and Sean Morrison only Peltier started at centre-back. How was your, What was your feelings on the starting 11? Because I, 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 I know we've got injuries, but I thought, still thought that was a really pretty strong starting 11. Yeah, the only worry I had initially was to do with Matt Taylor saying, you know, Lee Peltier and Sean Morrison both won't last 90 minutes. Um, mm. Peltier, yeah, he didn't. Morrison actually did and put a shift in all game. Um, he didn't get old manned once. Mm. I don't, that, that I can remember anyway. Um, but I saw I saw the lineup and it's like interesting. We've stuck with four three three, um, and I think certainly at the back it was the best we could have hoped for. I think, um, but it sort of worked initially. Mm. There were times where we got caught out. Um, but then we sort of switched it a little bit and then just absolutely peppered Coventry at times. Mm. Uh, but my initial reaction was, yeah, that'll do nicely. That's the best team I think we could have fielded with the crop that we had available, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. And we started really well. I thought 20 minutes, first 20 minutes, I thought was really, really good. Bramall and Appiah seemed to link up really, really well. Um, the press was on. We'll talk about Coventry later on because I thought they were they had a nightmare there, certainly defensively. Mm. Um, but there was a really bright spark, and it's important to come out positive. I know the second half was better, but we still started the half really well. And if you get an early goal, then it puts them under pressure and think, like, yeah, I know we didn't get the goal, but we started off like a team was trying to start well, which we haven't done in the past, to be honest. Yeah, we started the game more or less on the front foot, really. Like, like you say, we've not really took it to teams initially and so it was a nice change to really get a teeth into a team from the get-go um i think <laughs> we could have gone one nil up very easily but um freddie ne- missed wow. that absolute sitter of fred turned into freddie didn't he well, yeah he did <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but if he scores that then it's a different game yeah. i mean we won the game sort of semi-comfortably in the end mm. Um, but if that goal goes in, it's a different game entirely, you know, because we've got the momentum with us straight away. And like you say, Appy has come in and run his socks off. You know, there was one little darting run that he did in the first half. I can't, can't remember exactly, but it really took you back and went, Christ, he, he's quick. Mm. He's quick and he can chase after a ball. Um, I thought it was quite harsh, the rating of him in the advertiser, only giving him a five. Yeah. I thought that was quite harsh. Um but I suppose in terms of big contributions, it was quite quiet. Mm. But in terms of really running his socks off and going after the balls and running the channel, I think that's why he deserves a bigger rating. Because mm. um, it's a big thing coming in for your first start. And I think yeah. he's done really well and really shown what he's all about. Um, it's just a shame we didn't score in the first half. So it kept us a bit of a, you know, could be better, but it's not worse. Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, mixed with us, only missed six minutes of the episode. Mick, how are you doing? You look low tonight. Is someone on your chair? Am I? Am I oh, is that what it is? Is that better? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Get badging. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. Thank you. Are you? Very, very good. I know your neck was hurting after football last night. You all, you all, but you recovered from your celebrations. It, it, it seems to have. Uh, it seems to have calmed down during the course of the day today, and my voice seems to be coming back a bit as well. So that's all right. Yeah. yeah. General thoughts on performance, Mick. Um, plenty of positives. Plenty, plenty of positives. Yeah. Some negatives still, still some negatives still remain, but but plenty of positives. Yeah. Mm. Particularly at that second half, um, and and also from a managerial point of view as well, I think there's some positives. The way he changed it up um, throughout that. I mean, you said to me, I think. We don't really want to be changing shape at this point of game, and yeah. uh, it shows what you know, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> this is why I do a podcast and not manage a football team. <laughs> I know nothing. Um, Glenn from the Sky Sky Blue Hub, Coventry fans, says overall, Rotherham deserve three points. A solid team effort and kept uh, keep that level up of performance, and we'll stay up. Don't we just know it? You know, if a problem like that would be, yeah. Um, but well, Glenn wants to add Coventry are going through a spell where we. Could could have an open goal and still not score. So that's not a negative, Danny. But that's something that happened last night. Elias Sims put himself in the right position. He should have, he could have had hat trick Sims last night if he had his scoring boots on. We'll credit Victor later. But we did allow them some opportunities, and if they were a team in form, then we would we we probably wouldn't have won that game. There were moments last night where we we need to do better in future against teams that are in form. Yeah, you you sort of saw what. Coventry's game plan was in the first half. It was knock it out to the left-hand side for um, the quick lad and then whip it back across and create the chance. Um, And certainly after 20-25 minutes, we just didn't deal with it. You Mm. know, we sort of dropped back into the Rotherham performance of, say, against Cardiff, where we were very standoffish, not really getting stuck in. Uh, this, of course, was after Cohen Bramall put in an absolutely beautiful Brexit challenge. On that, that, was, that, that was glorious. That yeah. we, we cheered that like it were a goal. Like, that was a yeah. brilliant challenge. Um, but after the half hour mark, we just sort of slowly, slowly faded away and faded away. And Coventry really came on to us. Like I said, we'll mention Victor's heroics in a minute. But yeah, I agree with Glenn from the Sky, from the Sky Blue podcast that um, they couldn't hit a bull's arse with a banjo. Um, because they and bless him, Sims, who got himself in the right positions and looked really dangerous, but never got the really clinical touch on it, shall mm. we say? Yeah, um, and when Victor was called into his heroics, it was uh, oh, which player was it now? Um, I can't remember which player it was, um, might have been Godden, I think, that Victor pulled off the worldie against in first half, yeah, I think it was Godden, yeah, 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 um. But yeah, but we just we just kept him out. But like you say, Matt, it could have <laughs> the score could have ended up being six uh, three. Yeah. In in that game, with if everyone had took the chances and the goals were like three inches wider. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it we need to keep an eye on fading away like that in the first half and mm. sort of letting them play their game without trying to stop it. Because um, like I say, I mentioned the guy on the left and bless him, Dexter didn't deal with it. No, he didn't. It was a lesson. Last night was a lesson for Dexter, I think. Yeah. Uh, one of many. Uh, Mick, Danny mentioned a Brexit challenge. you know what a Brexit challenge is? <laughs> I know what challenge he's talking about. <laughs> I, I've, not, uh, I've not heard that phrase before, no, but um, <laughs> is it one that, the one that the recipient doesn't want? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's when you take everything out, basically. Uh, I mean, I I'll be honest with you, 
it was a great challenge, no oh, doubt about yeah. it. But but credit to the the um, the Coventry player, mm. he just got, got on with it, you know. And there are, there are certain teams we've played this season where the, the player would still be rolling now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so so good bit of football all around. Mm. Um, but it, it just it just emphasises that both when we're playing four at the back, both left back and right back are getting dragged too far inside and, and, yeah. they're, and they're leaving space um, out wide and Coventry tried to exploit that yesterday. Southampton did exploit it. Coventry mm. tried to exploit it, but we yeah. got away with it last night because of the pace of the two uh, full-backs. Um, but against another team, that might not be, we might not be quite so lucky. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons he changed it against Southampton and possibly again in the second half as players started to tilt tyre. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, we're a tackle. But we know Colin Bramall's got that in him, don't we? Oh, yeah. He's not shy about putting a challenge in. Um, yeah. 99 times out of 100, they're perfectly well timed as well. Mm. Uh, but you'll have to question setup more than anything else, probably. They shouldn't really ever be having to make those types of challenges. No, I thought Bramall had played well, though, to be honest with you. I think, I think he's, he's growing into the season. He's definitely getting better week by week. Um, IFC 19 is definitely not getting carried away by saying we're Wembley bound. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Um, no. That's very level-headed of you. To say so. <laughs> um, let's talk about the first goal, which was a pelts, the pelts caught, a pelts header. Sorry, Danny. Uh, we said it on the instant reaction last night, but we've been begging for somebody to just bury one of those corners, and it was mm. just the slightest glance. It was nothing on it from Peltier, but it was perfect. They had nobody on the post, and just yeah, it was just, and then the place. Place went off a little bit, and it came after a bit of pressure. They they started mm. off really well, Coventry. Yeah, they did. Um, <clears throat> Coventry sort of started the second half how they ended the first. You know, really trying mm. to twist the screw with us, but it's almost as if we really, you know, rolled up our sleeves and went right. We're not having this, and sort of broke away and almost, in a sense, stole the first goal. You know, because it sort mm. of went against the pressure, and then. Obviously, Coventry came at us straight afterwards and then it, they sort of faded off themselves. Um, but if everyone can, just watch back the I follow footage of, of Peltier's goal because you can just see me podding back to my seat and sitting <laughs> down and then we score. So, talk about timing. Um, but yeah, I think it was Cafu's best corner of the game. The other ones yeah. weren't quite at that level, I don't think. Um and like you say, it's almost just skimmed Peltier's head. But if mm. no one's on the front post, that's your, the position you occupy. And it sort of catches out the keeper and just goes across him and it's in the far corner. And that's exactly mm. what happened. Um, and I believe Peltier has scored more goals for us than um, than anybody. Um, <laughs> he went like a se- yeah, he's, he's gone like a seven-year period without scoring at all. And now he's bagged for us uh, more or less consecutively. <laughs> yeah, and he's also got injured consecutively as well. But hopefully, it's just cramped for him. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so, see if we can find his career goals because uh, I don't think he's had met career statistics. Uh, are hang on, bear with me. <laughs> he's got eight goals in his career, <laughs> three of them for us. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we've nearly yeah. got 50% of Peltier's goals. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, but if you want to, you know, be Sky Sports, but he's just typical rather than that. They've done yeah. nothing on at ball. They've been under pressure, bumped a ball in from a corner, and they've got lucky. Um, unfair, if you want. 
<laughs> whatever, whatever floats your boat. You know, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure probably last night there were a couple of other teams scored from corners as well. But let's not let's not get bogged down in things like that. You know, I'm sure there'll be a couple that scored from free kicks as well. Um, but again, let's not get bogged down in that. I'm I'm not interested. Don't care, mate. Don't care. The ball's in the back of the net, and we're sitting on three points. That's all that matters. Mm. You know. Yeah. Uh, we can talk for hours and I've talked for hours about, you know, the, oh, God, look at us with 76% possession. Yeah, well done. You still lost. <laughs> you know I mean? It counts for nothing at all. Uh, yeah. So, but what I would say is Coventry came, Coventry City came last night to play football, mm. you know, and we love it. We love it when that happens down in New York. That's what we want. We want teams that are coming up against us trying to play football. Um, it, the worry for us now, when I will come onto this later on, is that we're playing the next two games against teams who Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday, who was Danny quite well put earlier on about Coventry, couldn't it? A bull's ass with a shovel. Um, and then after that, we've got the football terrorist in, uh, in Gareth, Gareth Ainsworth. Yeah, <clears throat> those are two worrying games, but anyway, we'll come, we'll come on to that. Um, yeah, I don't care whether it were a Corner, I don't, you know, it could have gone, gone in off Freddie Ladapo's face like he, he usually <laughs> That's not, does it? No, no, it doesn't. Um, and then came the change, Danny. We then changed formation for um, in the second half. Revan came on, Appiah came off for Revan, it went to five at back. Fred went up, Fred went, we play with actual two strikers, which we don't draw, but we will come mm. on to that. Um, what were your thoughts? I make, make it like Mix already mentioned, I wasn't sold, I don't particularly like. That change when you're when you're already under pressure, I feel like it invites pressure. Mm. But it didn't. We managed the game pretty well. They had a few crosses, which one may have been dangerous. Victor's pulled off one save. It, the, you've got to get credit where credit's due. Matt Taylor's that's that's the, that was a stunning decision. Yeah, it was, and that's um two in a row. Because he made one against well, Southampton yeah. to switch it to that um formation, yeah. and then he's done it again. Um it almost like you say, it almost invites pressure when you look at it on paper. When you when you look at it in in effect, it allows us to get the ball wider without the um, the left back and the right back really being dragged out and mm. leaving a lot of space. It sort of gives Revan and um, oh, who's on the um, other flank? Dex. Uh, yeah, Dexter. It gives um, Revan and, and Dexter a bit more freedom down the mm. wings as well. Um, and, and yeah, it, it drove us forwards and it completely flipped the game on its head, really. Coventry tried to twist a screw with us, but we twisted it back and Coventry didn't really get a look in for a long, long period of time. It felt like there were 15 minutes where we were just had Coventry on the ropes, just hitting them all the time, yeah. but yeah. nothing went in. And I suppose that's a bit of bad luck that nothing went in, but you had Ollie Strike, that was a brilliant save from their keeper, fair play to him. Uh, Hugo's chance that hit the post and there were countless times that we just kept hitting him and hitting him. I'm just having a look at um the second half uh, stats and we had 16 shots in total in the first <laughs> half we only had four wow <laughs> you know um so we we majorly twisted the screw and it came off in the end mm. we had to wait a long time don't get me wrong and there were a few nail biting moments in between but thankfully Victor's there to stop mm. uh, stop most of them but yeah, I think Ollie's goal wrapped it up nicely. Mm, it did. Uh, we'll come on to all of those. The Rathbone goal now, Mick. 
Um, there's a few people in the comments uh, saying here, Shelley says, I don't think I haven't seen scenes like that at home after the second went in for a very long time. So we also think it was limbs of the season so far. Yeah, it was just, and it's obviously not, it wasn't as important as the Julian goal, but it had that same air of when you get that confirmation goal, that that relief of the stadium is just something brilliant. And Revan deserves, we're going to talk about Revan in a minute because I think he deserves it as well. But the ball from Revan was brilliant and Georgie, didn't do what Georgie does. I don't know what he thinks he's doing by not scoring, um, <laughs> but, he, but he gets the assist. Um, and yeah, it was just the, the, the roof went off, didn't it? It was just brilliant. Uh, you, you, the, you used the word in that to that question there that that, that sums it up, and it was the relief. Mm. You know, it's the relief given the poor performances we've had and the bad luck we've had, um, in, in equal measure, probably, arguably. Of the, uh, the 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 start since the start of the season, um, that we can actually put it to bed. We've been able to put it to bed, uh, and obviously couple that with the fact that we were starting to get cut adrift a little bit because of uh, because of missing the, the Ipswich game and you know, another team's playing. So um, I think it was relief as much as as much as just the joy of getting a victory. Uh, so yeah, it, it was. It was nice. It was very, very nice to just finish that game off. Yeah, and have just a couple of minutes of relaxation and not have to worry about anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it fair, Danny? Was you good? It was. It ended up being two 0 Do you think that? Do you think that's a fair result? Was it a fair reflection of the ninety minutes? Um, I think it's a fair reflection of <clears throat> the direction Matt Taylor's wanting to point Rotherham in now. To be fair, mm. I think um, the way. Both teams attacked. I mean, I wouldn't have excused his commentary if they did get a couple because we allowed that pressure to happen and have Victor to thank for a lot of it, uh, for keeping it a clean sheet. But I think the direction Matt Taylor is now steering us in is one where we get at teams mm. because we've had times, like I mentioned this briefly on the post-match, where we've had times where we've had five shots all game and none on target or one on target. Whereas with this one, we had 20 shots total in the in the game itself. Mm. Um, and two of which came off and we could have had five, like I mentioned earlier, if the goal was a bit bigger. Yeah. Or if Wilson didn't move in that millisecond that he did to save Ollie's shot. Um, but I think as a whole, over the 90 minutes, it reflects us getting at teams better. Mm. That That's the main takeaway because... Um, Coventry had more shots, they had more possession, they played football more, um, but we took our chances better. And that's the difference between winning and losing. We've seen it in all the games where we've had no chances and very little luck in, whereas this this time we had a lot of chances and we've took them. Mm. Um, so in that sense, I think it's a fair reflection of how cl uh, clinical we can be when we put our minds to it. Mm. I agree. Um, let's talk about some individual performances and um, we're going to start, we always leave this mantle last, so we're going to start with Victor this time um, <laughs> we always just forget about him, but not tonight Aaron says Victor deserves to be the highest paid player and be club captain, I absolutely love this club um, and I was, I've lost another comment on Victor as well um, but you can see how much it meant to him at the end Mickey, if there's a uh, the vlog from a current friend that the IUC has put up with Victor jumping on Sean Morrison Victor, and he is, I think Victor is a leader. I think that is what general to say, but he really showed last night his, his, his leadership skills, not not just after the game where he got every <laughs> round, but every time the ball went out of play for a corner or a, or 
goal kick or whatever. He was talking to Bramley, he was talking to Dexter. He called Dexter over three or four times. Yeah. You could even see him communicating with Hugo at the other end of the pitch. Yeah. Um, there is a, a captain. He'd probably, he'd probably be a captain at a better club than us, sadly. But there is a captain in there. And we are not only seeing his wonderful goalkeeping squad, I thought his leadership shone through last night. I, 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 there's not, no, I can add to that, is there? You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, he's he, he does love this club, and I mean, he's he, there, there was there was a challenge from uh, from Hakimi Doffin when he came on. I, I can't even remember the challenge, but after he'd done it, Victor were climbing up, literally arms wrapped round him, legs wrapped round him, jumping up and down just just because of a challenge. Mm. It's what you need. It's what you need. It's that infectious enthusiasm and 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 love of the game and mm. and passion to to win. Um, that 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 is infectious, and and he's just amazing. He's such a fantastic goalkeeper, but he's a personality as well. Huge personality around the club, um, and and as has been said in the comments, there he he quite clearly is loving his time at this football club. You know, mm. we've I guess we've given him his chance in professional football, um, and look what he's turned it into. Yeah. yeah. He's always turned it into, you know, he's been talked about by by lots and lots of other, other fans of other clubs. He's now a Swedish international, and you know he's represented his country. So it, 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 there, there, there is the obvious next step, and I'm sure that will come, and that'll be a sad day for us as as supporters of this football club, in one way, but also a proud day as well that you know this football club's contributed to to to. To, to forward in his career and I just love having him about you know and you know people talk about the saves that he makes if if you wanted to be really really harsh all he's doing is doing his job you know yeah he's, he's doing his job but he's doing it very very well don't get me wrong you know he's doing it to a very high standard but it is his job at the end of the day um but yeah, you know what my views are on Victor. He's just—he's just an absolutely awesome bloke and an awesome player. So yeah, he's one of the guys that if you listen to any when any other players talk about the squad and the players in the squad, Victor's name always seems to get brought up. Yeah, yeah. he's always one of the first people that the players mention. He's clearly somebody that people just go to and and want to be around. Uh, Sam Darby says world class. AJ says you seem infectious. Yeah, uh, Palmer says we need to offer him a new contract if we could offer him a lifetime contract. Um, AJ plays with a smile on his face, but a seriously good goalkeeper. Mm. Uh, IFC, hopefully, at least we compensate with a lot of money. That that's part that's part of the contract. Let's see that last season, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Danny, just on you, your step was because I skipped over the bit at the end, but he, he was he was the one that was getting all the players around to go through not a lap of honour, but just to appreciate the fans and a bit of back and forth. <laughs> he, he gets the club, and I think a lot of clubs. One we'll talk about another club, another club later on in this episode, where the players are not connected with the fans and they don't have that connection. Vic, Victor is a massive part of that connection between us and us and the players, and he showed it again last night that he's just he cares, and that's that's what we want to see. Yeah, there was a moment in the first half. Um, it may have been just as the ball's gone out for a corner, and there was a, a little lad sat down a few seats from me, and you know, just taking the time just to like wave to young fans yeah. you know you, you don't see it that often certainly at some bigger clubs but just having that little moment that's probably made that kid's day you know <laughs> and for the rest of the game he was just sat on the barrier just cheering all all game as well this lad um 
but yeah, just the thing at the end, um, Victor's almost turned it into his thing. You know, when we yeah. get a well well earned point or a win, you know, he's the first one in because he just loves it. You know, we've mentioned a bit of uh, finesse work with the Coventry fans in the comments as well. Yeah, that was good. Um, And there was that one moment where, I think this was in the first half, he's gone to save it, but pulled out of it to have a goal kick. And there's some other lads who sit near me and they were going, you have to have some balls to do with that. Imagine if it just creeps in at the post, then you're like (laughs) a right fool. Um, But Victor's just really enjoying his football. Mm. Um. And this stat's almost gone under the under the radar a little bit. That's our first clean sheet of the I season. Know. You know, Make so notes. that's even added to Victor's uh, celebrations that he's kept that clean sheet. And the main thing for all the players now is that that is a big, big confidence boost after we yeah. were down in the dumps for a few matches. 100%. So you're saying he was just celebrating his bonus for getting a clean sheet rather than the actual win? Is that what you're saying, Donny? I, th- <laughs> I think he was celebrating everything he was celebrating yeah. the whole sphere of things that happened that game not just his clean sheet bonus which is probably <laughs> which is probably 10 bob and a freddo with it being rothram well that's it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he comes from a family that are not backwards at coming forwards when it took when we're talking about celebrating at, at <laughs> mm. <laughs> fair point um let's go on the newspaper so again celebrate when they open a newspaper <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about some other players and we'll talk about Hugelmick. Hmm. Uh, Jordan Hugel hit the post, could have had an assist if Fred sorted himself out. He had an assist in the first half as well. Um, it's difficult to say because he didn't score, but that was one of Hugel's best performances for Rotherham. Um, he was at their defenders from the, from the minute. He started the press excellently. Yeah. Um, that is that is Jordan Hugel. That's what we need. That That's the best of Jordan Hugel for me. If we could have that every week, that'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? I mean, it is. Yeah, I had to check to make sure he'd not previously played for Coventry, you know. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah, that's exactly what we want from him because he, he, he like I think I said it on the uh, on the post match last night. He still had that little bit of a period. Or uh, there were times during the game when he he was on the wind up, and you know he would he was doing a little bit of his uh, his usual sort of. I'm not going to say dirty tricks, but trickery, you know. Um, but he did it in the right measures, you know. Mm. The, the remainder of the time, he was absolutely on it. Um, and he was outstanding last night with John Dugal. Close to being man of the match for me. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And if, and if we could have that all the time, I, I don't care. You know, I don't care whether he puts the ball in the back of the net because there's plenty of others that, that are capable of doing it as well. But the point is, obviously, if he does continue to play like that, he will put the ball in the back of the net. He's getting himself in the right places. The ball's going in the back of the net as well. Um, it, it's it's We just want more of it. We want more of that because that is absolutely top-notch. Yeah. Uh, Mike says that was the best of John Hungle and he missed a sitter. I'd, which sitter did he miss? Yeah, he did. He dragged that one wide. But I, I think... I think it, it was given as a corner, so I know whether that I don't yes. think going. I don't think it was on target anyway. He snatched at it and, it and he dragged it across the face of the goal. And um, it, I think he was probably from my angle, he was probably lucky to get a corner. We were lucky to get a corner from it. I don't know whether that's the right. Yeah, I agree. Or not, but, I don't know. Uh, he tried to get early. I wouldn't say it's. I just think he tried to take it early, like the Southampton. Yeah. A bit. He, um, he, he snatched at it. I, I think a little bit. He, he, he kind of rushed it. And uh, yeah, but, but yeah, listen. It, it, just keep playing like that, Jordan, man, because that is absolutely what we what we need. 
And yeah. it fires everybody up. It fires the crowd up. It fires mm. the rest of the team up. Um, and, and anybody who questions what what this club means to this team just needs to look at this, those goal celebrations. Yeah. You know, how much it means to this group of players. They are one hundred percent together, mm. uh, and and hopefully that's given them a massive confidence boost because they deserve it. They are more than capable. I've said this right from the start of this season. They are more than capable of comfortably staying in this division. Mm. I wonder if Hugo's maybe head's been down a little bit because it was a different after the after the Southampton game that was that we've then seen a much better performance from him. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Shirley says Hugo's work rate was second to none. He's an absolute nightmare for the defenders, the type of players we, we all hate. An yeah, absolute yeah. bully. He made McFadzian, who is, an inc- is uh, excellent what he does, look very poor. Yeah. Uh, and also, Danny, we played with two up top in second half. Mm. And again, he looked much, much better. He was so much better in the second half with Fred next to him, I thought. Yeah, it seemed, well, we've been saying this for a bit, Hugo sort of operates better when he's got the man to run in behind as well like 4-3-3 sometimes isolates him a little bit Mm. Uh, but when he's got the man a bit closer to him um, he's got a bit more to feed off Um, I just want to throw in a comment from Mark Gaffer at the pub he thought Hugo was a little bit greedy against Coventry in terms of uh, not looking for the pass and just having a pop at goal he did it once or twice yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind having a striker though I don't mind it no, especially with the goals he's scored this season. Yeah, I'm just going to say because because we've seen what Hugo can score. Yeah, i.e. the Southampton game. You know, you fancy your chances sometimes, but um, like we said before, he snatched at a couple of a couple of things. He hit the post, which was probably the best chance um, for, for Hugo of, of, on the day, um, and that came because he had that man next to him in the two. Uh, so mm. I think if we start Hugo, we should explore a two rather than the three up yeah. top. But for example, if we were to start Nombe, I think he'd be better with the three. Yeah, he's more of a, he's more of a lone operator than what Hugo is. Um, but yeah, the, the Hugo being greedy, I think right now we need it because we need shots at goal to mm. spur everyone on to get the shot on target. Yeah. Um, but overall, another monstrous performance from Jordan Hugel has really kicked on since mm. um, since the Southampton game, I think, and he's putting a lot more effort in. I agree. Harry says, if he's like that at Hillsborough, he'll definitely cause problems because he will know the occasion for fans. Mm. Sunday is the perfect game for Jordan Hugel, I think. Perfect. Um, Mike on the specific says, no, he says it was the header that hit the post that, that, that was the city. He had, he had time to pick his spot with a keeper rooted in the centre of goal. Jordan found the... I would have to watch it back at... In real time, I thought it was a brilliant header that was just a little bit unlucky. Um, I would have to watch it back because I, I haven't watched that miss back. Personally, I won't call it a sitter because it's mere... It I remember. Yeah, and there's mere inches between it being a goal mm. and it coming off the woodwork. Yeah. Um, so I think he has tried to pick his spot, but it's a very fine line where it comes off your head in chances like that and Dexter put a fair bit of whip on it as well. Mm. Yeah. Um so I think it's just unfortunate. It's one of them where it's like a few more millimetres one way, it's off the post and in, or where it hit and it comes back off the post. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mick, let's talk about the, the wing-backs, second half-wise. Uh, Seb Revan came on, and that kid, I don't know, there's something there. <laughs> he's not spectacular. Uh, he's not going to beat three men and, and score a stunner, but there's just something really, really solid about him. 
he's, he's a bit like Bowler, but better. He just gets his head down, gets on with his job, um, and you barely notice him until he puts a great cross in. I think he, so far it looks like a really, really astute signing. Yeah, it does. It does. He's, he's a quality player, isn't he? There's no doubt about it. Um, and you can see why he's a he's with a Premier League football club. So um, more game time and, and obviously have more impact. Um, and while ever we're in this situation where with the centre backs, um, the last few games, you know, Colin Bramall slipping has slipped seamlessly into, yeah, he has slipped seamlessly into that left side of a back three, um, except when we find himself right up at corner flag trying to keep <laughs> trying to waste <laughs> yeah. time, which which would have he'd obviously forgot where they were playing for a, for a yeah. minute there, but um, <laughs> he's got the pace to get back in time anyway. But uh, mm. yeah, he is he's a hell of a player, and he? he's he's a great player and. And that crossing for uh, for the for the second goal was was excellent. And there was, there was a point at which when he pulled his foot back, I'm thinking, no, we need to be keeping it in that corner. We need to keep it in that corner yeah. with two or three minutes left or whatever it was. And but no, it was uh, it's an excellent cross and um, a very very well worked goal. Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, and Dexter on the other side, Danny, I think he had a rough time in the first half. De Silva, Josh, just throw De Silva, I can't remember his first name. De Silva, anyway. Mm. Um, he's a he's a proper left-back him. He is a really, really good player at this level. And Dexter got taught a bit of a lesson in the first half. Mm-hmm. When he got to the five at the back, I thought it was a bit of skill. Somebody's putting a bit of skill to take on the man and put the ball in for Hugo was... It just shows what he's got. He's, he's, he's got his all-round game is there. He just needs to learn. He is still learning on the job, but he was still brilliant. Yeah, I mean, in relative terms, he's still a young lad and learning the yeah. trade, um, which isn't very often I get to say, though, which is quite fun. Um, but yeah, but I think with Dexter, I wouldn't take that game as a negative performance for him. I'd take it as a learning curve from De Silva, who has that, like you say, that quality about him. But in, in Dexter's defence, some of trickery that he pulled off in that game was absolutely phenomenal. It were a proper, where's that come from? Yeah. You know, uh, same with uh, Revan on the other side as well. Because if you watch, I mean, we'll talk about it in a moment. But the build up to Ollie's goal, uh, it was it was quite comical to watch. Because one of them, where it's like, oh, come on, we have to score from this now. So, same with, with Dexter and that bit of skill to set up yeah. uh, Kugel's um, chance at the post. It's one of them. It's like we have to score from that just to cap it off nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but both our young fullbacks, they they have shown exactly what they are capable of but they also show that they are a little bit still a little bit youthful in certain things but sort of learning curve and what what better place to learn it than with us because we develop players into internationals apparently so one room is an international already so even better (laughs) yeah we picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. 
let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Do they, they, these? They both make that. They're, they're both still kids. Uh, mm. Revan's twenty, Dexter's nineteen. Yeah, and we, we, we're we're all, that, that's our football club. So we're sort of criticizing them and talking about it as if they are grown-ups, and that I suppose they almost they almost are. Um, but they are. But they've both got something, especially in a five. You put like you mentioned Cohen in, in the three, and then Bramall sorry in the three, and then those two as, as wing backs. They give you just give you so much more than Wes did, for example, last season, yeah. or Joe Matic, if you want to go a bit further back and things like that. Yeah, they give you so much more defensively, still fine, but attacking wise, they're just brilliant. Yeah, they are. They are. And, and the point I think the crucial point about this is that, particularly with Dexter, because we've not seen much of Revan, Seb Revan yet, uh, particularly with Dexter, he's getting better game on game, he's learning, he's developing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why Wolves sent him here to develop. And that's exactly what we're doing with him. If we can develop him, we can develop our own players. It's an indication that the, the coaching, the manager, um, are doing the job right. You know, in yeah. terms of in terms of bringing players on. Victor's come on again. He's he's coming on again. You know, he's improving still. The the coach, the man, the coaches, and the manager are doing the the, the job very very well. And and Dexter specific particularly is 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 living proof of that. They, they, mm. they create a lot of danger for us um, it's, it's and w- without looking massively vulnerable uh, yeah. defensively yeah you know it's like Norton Cuffey last year there were times he looked really dodgy defensively yeah, Bex yeah. has made mistakes but he's not been like out of position massively or anything like that particular there's there's no comparison in my view there's no comparison right. between the two I think Dexter is a far better player mm. genuinely yeah. I think he's a far better player I completely agree with that completely agree um, and it's also she should also praise the recruitment team. Matt Tiller said, Matt Tiller spoke about Dexter before and said that he didn't know anything about Dexter before we signed him or before we tried to sign him. And then you sign him, and this is the guy that the recruitment team have identified. So if that's who they're identifying, the, then we should be on to imagine, imagine we've missed out on to better teams, you know, we tried mm-hmm. to bring in. So uh, Chris Tiller says, Would you swap Cohen and, um, and Revan over? So Revan is a centre back in a three, Danny. Bramall as a, as a wing back, I wouldn't because Bramall's pace gets everybody out of problems. It gets Revan out of problems if he makes mistakes. Gets Morrison out of problems. Gets mm. Bramall out of problems. <laughs> I think that that position in the left side of the is, is it suits him when we play five. Yeah, I, I I think so. I think if we were to go with the four and have Cohen primarily as as the, that left back role, you can swap them over through substitutions and such. But I think if you've got them on the pitch at the same time, I think. Cohen should stay more narrow as the left side of centre back and let Revan have the reign of the wings, shall we say? Mm. Um, but I do think if one of them got caught out, like say for example, if Bramall got caught out, Revan could could quite easily come round and fill in as mm. as it would work the other way around as well. Um, so it's interchangeable, but I think they have, they know they both know what their primary role is when we've got the five at the back. Mm, absolutely. We're going to end up not talking about a few players because we've got to talk about pigs yet. Um, but Aaron says, well, you would not think that Peltz is in his late 30s. He was brilliant. The oldest player on the pitch yesterday, you know. Yeah. AJ says, really, he was really, really worried about Sean Morrison, but he proved him wrong. Again, very, very good, especially in the second half. Andy P says, it was a revelation when he came on. Nice, a bit of depth, despite an injury crisis. Um, Ryan says, Matt Taylor got his tactics spot in the second half. Didn't think we would play that well when we switched the back, back five, but did so. Um, yeah, is there any other way? I feel like a bad mention. No, I mentioned Ollie. We got man at match, Mick, and I thought it was good. Ollie, I don't think that was his best performance in, in a long time. I don't, I, 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 
Maybe, maybe he's improved. I don't. I, maybe my bar's too high for Rathbone. I thought it was decent. His game's changing a little bit. You can yeah, see it's... his game is changing, mm. um, and he's, he's starting to. He's starting. His 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 skill level feels. It feels like it's increasing. His mm. vision is better. Some of the passes that he's he's, he's picking out uh, are excellent, and that just that again. That's an, another indication of of a player developing. Um, under under this regime and playing with players like Cafu, like like Taihi, who, who are players that are able and capable of playing those sorts of passes. Um, so yeah, the, the, you could pick anybody you want. You know, adopting when he came on, seamless. Very great. Absolutely seamless. You know, between him and Pelts, you wouldn't have known the difference. Um, he was he's absolutely solid. Um, yeah, just uh, I think everybody had a good game. Every, every, there's nobody to pick out who you thought, well, a bit under par, with the exception of possibly a pyre who dropped off. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, nah, it was overall the performance was excellent, but there's still a lot to work on. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, um, CJ Seth, Matt, Matt Goodwin started something, just stop Ollie. In his he, I, I'm telling you, he has been oh, sat on that yeah. gem for weeks and weeks and weeks, <laughs> waiting for Ollie to score, and then bang, he's been able to use it. Yeah, love it. Um, yeah. But Ollie's goal was just class. Mm. The ones that it was class. I mean, just going back to what I said earlier with Revan's bit of skill, he made their player do the splits. Yeah, <laughs> he made him do the splits, he was carried on with the ball in. Um, I think George, he's come off George's shoulder. It's definitely not his head. Yeah, yeah. He's just cushioned it with his, with his shoulder. That's, that's typical Georgia, though, isn't it? But one way or another, he gets it done. Yeah, unorthodox. That yeah. It's the sort of player that you really love to watch. He's so unorthodox, it works. Yeah. Um, it's like, who else would think just to go, oh, I'm just going to hit this with my shoulder for Ollie to have a go with? <laughs> you know, like a lot of people said to me after the game, if it was them in that in that striker's position, they'd have a good goal. Oh, yeah. But George just thought outside the box and go, I'm going to deceive everybody here. And mm. you see that second where the defenders go, what's he done? Mm. You know, that split second where they've gone, what, uh, what's he done there? And I think that made up for the fact there wasn't a lot of pace on the ball um, yeah. and allowed Ollie to get there. And he's hit it so sweetly. I mean, yeah. it bounces just before the keeper, so there's no chance of him saving it. It's a brilliant finish. And I think that's one of the things that was missing from Ollie's game this season is the goal. He's got the work rate. He's got the passion, <clears throat> he's got the passing ability, but we d- didn't see the goals coming for Ollie this season, and now we have. So yeah. Ollie's slowly becoming the complete package again, like we saw last season. Mm, yeah, I think I think I think I agree, and I think Mick's right. I think Cafu, it can only get better with playing with something like Cafu, can't it? The vision <laughs> that Cafu got is different to what Rathbone's got. So that's yeah. really it was that thing where Cafu sort of whipped his leg around the corner and tried to play in Ollie, and he just sort of <laughs> went, "I didn't see that." No, no, that, that's <laughs> pure. As he meant, that's brilliant what Cafu we did. That's brilliant, Cafu. But who else is going to see that? That's something only the Portuguese had seen in football, yeah. to be fair. But yeah. now Ollie's seen it, he knows what to expect now. Well, that's it, exactly. We saw a bit more Portuguese from Cafu last night, didn't we? Went down softly and limped for a minute, a minute or two after being fouled. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, CJ says, typical Rathbung goal, banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shelley says, I think Morrison, he's a bit like Woody reads the game so much better. He grew into it, Mick, last night. There, were, there was times last night where he didn't win the ball in the first half. He, he looked like he was in control and lost it. But yeah. again, in the five, it's he, like like it did Richard Wood. The five yeah. really suited Morrison really, really well. Yeah, it did. You can see he's a quality player, can't you? He is quality. No no question about that. Uh, and hopefully we can keep him fit for a few games. 
until yeah. we can get somebody else back um, or longer, ideally. You know, yeah. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that pans out because he's not. My understanding is until he had that serious injury, he's not been particularly an injury-prone player. He played loads, yeah. Before and, injury, uh, played loads. So yeah, hopefully, if we can get him back fit mm. uh, and match fit, so he clearly wasn't match fit last night for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, he, he could well uh, be be pivotal to this season. We'll have to wait and see. So we can start. I don't, I don't know how, what his, his minutes will need managing. Mm. Thankfully, it's a Sunday game, not a Saturday game, which will help. Mm. Um, Danny, let's talk about briefly about something. We're moving on to Wednesday. Bitha mentioned this, I think, on the interaction last night. Georgie Kelly came on, and Georgie did great, and that's brilliant. But, yeah. and it's a big but, you've got another guy sitting on a bench you've paid a lot of money for, and you're picking the freebie from Ireland. And that's not necessarily a dig at Georgie. We love Georgie. But if you're going to bring on a striker, shouldn't... You, or am I just saying it's a million? I'm I'm seeing the money, aren't I? That's the thing. Yeah, I, I would say in what they can contribute to the team at this moment in time, Georgie yeah. is the preferred choice. And obviously Taylor sees them in training and knows a lot more about what sort of players they are than we do because we just sit and watch them on a Saturday or in this case a Wednesday for 90 minutes and then go, mm. fair enough, he's had a good game and he's been dog water, but... With Georgie, he was the right change for that moment because Hugel already had their two centre-backs more or less on toast, you know, just through a little bit of his finesse work and, you know, being the, the big bully. And we needed someone who was physical but to shake it up. Now, Nombe, don't get me wrong, he, he's a physical presence and he does have that turn of pace about him, but we needed someone like Georgie to just keep upsetting them all the time and not just sort of like fall into line with their back line, which I think none may can be guilty of. Yeah. Um, and in terms of where they are with contributing the team, Georgie thrives off those moments where he comes in, causes chaos, and then goes off back to the changing room and then gets a shower. And that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what he did. He came on, fouled someone, caused chaos, cushioned the ball off his shoulder, and we've won 2-0. Mm. Like, and that's what George Kelly's all about, is so unorthodox it works like I've said before but I think Nombe um, he's sort of in that phase that Jed described when we first signed him that phase of he's very in and out very hit and miss but as soon as he gets that to that point he'll be a real asset for the team and I just don't think he's there yet. I don't think Taylor's been able to work his magic with him because we've had injuries we've had games where they've not gone quote unquote to plan um, so Nombe might be the first option to bring in, but when it gets to that moment to bring him into the game, we might be on option E, which is to bring Georgie in. Mm. Um, and obviously, Taylor is the game and sees what works. And I think he got it bang on against Coventry. Yeah, you agree with me as well, don't you, Mick? Yeah, yeah. Love Georgie. Love Georgie. Yeah. I, I love Georgie for the rest of his career, but just it could be a 20 minute striker for the rest of his career for us. He might not be very happy with that. But if he can come on for half an hour, 20 minutes at a time, every game, I'd be, I'd be really happy with that. Uh, he's just far, a nuisance, far, isn't he? He's a far, far better player than, than people give him credit for. Yeah, he absolutely is. He looks and at times plays like a, a mid-table league one striker. But he's mm. got something else about him. He's got yeah. something else about him that he can... He'll do what he did yesterday, which was completely out of, out of left field, mm. you know? And and he's he's a quality footballer, he's a quality player, and he knows where that net is. Yeah, yeah, he's got that that unquantifiable yeah. factor. 
It's probably yeah. a better way of saying it, like an X Factor or something like that, I suppose. That would have been better, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything else from the Coventry game that we need to mention before we talk about some uh, little piglets? Um, I, I thought the tribute to Bobby Charlton was quite yeah. touching, to be fair, to have four sides of the ground singing there's only one Bobby Charlton whilst his brother was there. That was really nice. Mm. And I saw a comment earlier that said um, Tom Charlton was sat in front of them and he said that Ollie's goal would have been a goal that Bobby would have been proud of. <laughs> so I think that's quite that's sweet funny. from that game. You know, um, mm. it's our, um, how, how would you describe it? Our remembrance of Bobby Charlton game and Ollie mm. scores a very Bobby Charlton-esque goal. It's very nice. Correct. Very fitting. We, we didn't mention that on the last podcast and that is remiss of us. We should have mentioned... Um, one of the icons of English football, maybe mm. of world football, uh, before either of our times. Um, I think Mick, pretty sure, but before your, even before your time, he, he was a back end of when I first started watching football. He was he was still playing, so, but yeah, absolute quality. And then mm. and the comment about all his goals—that's absolutely a Bobby Charlton goal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, this is important, and it is. I genuinely mean this. Stephen Adams says mention the referee. CJ says the referee kept mm. the game flowing. One of the best refereeing performances at New York Stadium that I can remember. I thought it was excellent. It was on the spot. It didn't have any big decisions to make. I think that's important. I think we should add that. Um, and it might be already re very easy for us to say this, having won, Mick, and people might sit there and say, you only praise ref when you win. Um, <laughs> but he was. I thought it was an excellent ref. I, I, he's obviously going to make some mistakes, but there was no glaring, obvious mistakes. And I thought it was, I thought it was again, one of the best refs we've had in a long time. Listen, I'm not one for, uh, for for crediting referees, as you well know. I'm sure Mike in the comments will agree with. I thought I thought he was outstanding. I thought he was outstanding. You know, he's going to make mistakes. That's that's goes without saying, and you can accept that. I ain't got a problem with it. Uh, he was consistent throughout the game, um, and 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 as, as has been mentioned, I think it was uh, CJ in the comments ages. He allowed the game to flow. Uh, he was absolutely excellent. The ref, really, really good, and uh, loving back anytime. <laughs> yeah, it was. He ref the game how, how I wanted to be ref, Danny. We, we, he, he added seven minutes on at the full time, which was right. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of injuries, a lot of subs, mm. but there was no. There was no stop-start nature of the game. It wasn't look at me. I was worried when he blew his whistle really, really loud at the start of the game because I thought it was a bit, a bit of a look at me kind of ref. But it, it wasn't. It was. He was sort of happy to go under the radar. Booked players at the right time for both teams um yeah i'm i'm a bit i'm a fan yeah and <clears throat> um, i'll use the same stat that like i said in the post match it's the first time he's ever ref rotherham and coventry um and he's put in an eight out of ten performance um, with his first showing so fair play to him um i think the thing that so that sold it to me that he was going to be a good ref was when their one of their players went down as if he'd been fouled and he just looked at him and just carried on. Yeah, there was no absolutely. thing of get up. There was no thing of what might be a foul. He just looked at him and just carried on. So if that's that, that should be the standard of refereeing that every referee should strive to, to be at. All right, mm. fair enough. He made a couple of mistakes. Don't get me wrong. And uh, the linos didn't help because they made mistakes yeah. of their own. Um, especially there was one in the first half, which was quite clearly offside, but he never gave it. And the fact that he had Peltier, Morrison and Victor saying, Lino, where's the flag? Yeah. Um, so they, they they were a bit hit and miss. But the important thing is the man in the middle put in the great performance. 
It was very unbiased to both teams. He let the game flow. There was very little stoppages for silly fouls. When players were on the floor for non-head injury, potential injuries, he just let it go until the ball was actually dead and then he went back to it. Um, Yeah, I mean, fair play to him. You know, fair play to him. That is the diamond of the referees that we've had this season. Yeah. And I know we've had apologies from Howard Webber and the PGMOL before. We should be sending a letter to them going, you know what, he's done great well. Fair play to him. Gold star. I I (laughs) thought crap we've had this season PGMOL, rightly, at times. Um, in, in fact, Matt, I've just had an idea. We'll talk about the Wednesday game in a second, but I've just had an idea, and we're gonna I'm gonna put your sister alive. Um, that bitter empty wall between the radiator with the Rotherham flag and the Hammerby flag, uh, the Hammerby yep. scarf. Yep. I reckon we should have a, a whiteboard or something there, and we list the referees that we've had this season. We've got a gold star next to it if they've done <laughs> really well, and a black star if they've done really bad, and okay. see how they carry on over the season. I do have a spare whiteboard, so I'll, I will look there at it. stickers, but yeah. We'll just show a big poo next to the rubbish ones. <laughs> um, just get the poo emoji on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Powerman wants whatever you're on, Mick. Crazy <laughs> um, and CGF says, Mad- Bobby Madley must have been gagging to get the ref get injured. Yeah, Bobby Madley. He still managed to make it a bit about him in the second half, didn't he? Ah, Bobby. Well, he um, managed to get somebody on Coventry. Commentary bench yeah. built into so good old Bobby. Yeah. A couple of uh, uh, Bobby Charlton things here. Mike Mills has saw Bobby Charlton play at Millmore in a testimonial. He shot towards the Tivoli end from 30 yards and he's never seen a shot hit harder since. Um, Chris Taylor says Mark Todd said when he was at Man U, Manchester United, they were in the Netherlands in 85 in a tournament. Bobby Charlton came into the changing room, got changed, scored two goals at 47. <laughs> um, right, on to the pigs. Mick, big game this in the context of. Well, it's South Yorkshire Derby for a start. That no makes derby. it a game. It's not a derby. It's not a derby. South Yorkshire derby. There's not a derby derby. Game. South Yorkshire game. Um, but in the context of the season, this is a massive run of now, a massive run of fixtures. You've just, just beaten Coventry. You've got Sheffield Wednesday, a rock bottom, not scored in something like 11 hours. Hmm. Worst start in their club's history, worst start in the championship's history. New manager. Um, and you've got QPR next week as well. How big is this game? Am I overselling that? Or is this, a, in the context of the season, how big is this game? <laughs> in the context of the season, it's quite important. It's quite an important game. Um, but, the, you know, the, you you know use your football in symmetry and everything else, that these kind of runs come to an end, don't they? Yes. Um, and we, for some bizarre reason, seem to be the recipients of the end of some of these runs. Um, I, I think all the stats need to go out the window. The importance of the game in terms of the league table needs to be going out the window um, and it needs to be approached the same way that that second half was approached last night at uh, against Coventry and the game previously at Southampton. If we can approach the game in that fashion, I, I, I think it, given the confidence that's running or lack of confidence that's running through their squad at the moment, we'll be absolutely fine. However, however it's a potential... <laughs> it's a potential banana skin for us. Is this it a banana skin? <laughs> yeah, I think it is as well. Of course, it is. Absolutely, it is. Um, let, I mean, let's be realistic. You know, we're, we're in terms of the quality that 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 we know that we've got in our squad, um, and the quality that their squad has shown so far this season. It's a no-brainer. You know, it should be a it, second tier. Should be putting us as bankers. I hope they don't, of course. <laughs> But 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 
you know as well as I do, these uh, these games involving local clubs that are very, very close to each other that aren't derbies um, can throw up strange results. Yeah. That's the thing, Danny. If we turn up, and I said this to I said this on the Wednesday podcast went on, if we turn up, we are going to win the game. That is not a question. That is a fact. If we turn up, we are going to win this game on, on Sunday. The problem is, what are the chances of us turning up two games in a row? I don't think that's ever <laughs> happened under Matt Taylor. Even, even last season when we won consecutive games, one of those was the Stoke game, which we didn't turn up in, but still managed to somehow win. So what are the chances do you give us of us seeing a performance like we saw on Wednesday? I think the likelihood of us turning up is slightly higher because it's gone from a good performance straight into a derby. Hmm. So there's a potential uplift in that. And I think certainly Hugo will feed off that. And I've already seen a few posts from the players on Instagram that have said onto the derby. So they know the importance of it. Um but I agree with Mick. I think it's a potential banana skin. It's one of them where and numerous people have said this to me. It's either going to be our first away win of the season or Wednesday's first win of the season, full stop. Yeah. And there's no in-between. It's one of the few games that I'm going to sound like the second-tier podcast when I say this, but it's one of the few games where you can bank on it not being a draw. However, <laughs> however, um, the only times Wednesday have picked up points this season are from... Derbies, you know, because yeah. there's there was there's the uh, the Yorkshire derby against Huddersfield that they drew, <laughs> the Yorkshire derby against Middlesbrough that they drew, and the Yorkshire derby against Leeds that they drew. So odds on the first South Yorkshire derby for him, they may just sneak a win somehow. But yeah. like, I also agree with you, Matt. If we turn up, there's no question of which team's going to win. Yeah. But it feels yeah. like it's one of them games because it is a derby. No matter what the Wednesday fans tell you, it is a derby. Form form was out the window because you're playing not just for not just for the points but for the bragging rights as well. Mm. And yeah. for Wednesday, bragging rights is get is taking two points off you rather than giving you all three. Yeah, they get to go out to Rotherham with a point in the hands, don't they? All the Wednesday fans. Mm. Um, our record, Mick, Mick, you're right. I think form goes out of history, but history plays a part in derbies. Our record at Sheffield at Hillsborough is exceptional. I think it's six wins out of the last ten, and only one defeat in those ten fixtures. Um, it's really strange, Mick. Our record at their place is excellent. Our, 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 our record at our place is dreadful. I think there's one win yeah. in that in the same sort of time. Yeah. Um, and Matt Taylor last season in both derbies last season against Sheffield United, he got it right. He got it right. We were unlucky probably not to beat Sheffield United at home, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And we were and we deserved the win there. So from that point of view, in a very small sample size, yeah, Matt Taylor's derby record is is pretty good, which bodes well for for Sunday. It would do if it were a derby, wouldn't it? So we're going to have to be uh, <laughs> with that. Yeah, listen, I, I agree with what you said. You know, if we turn up and we, we, we put that performance in, I think we'll be fine. Um, but it's an away game. Our away performances this season have been woeful at times. I mean, absolutely, utterly woeful uh, at times. But, you know, we're coming off the back of that performance and the, and the confidence that, that we'll be running through that squad now uh, yeah. that probably not been there for much of the season um, where we've had two performances on the trot, albeit with an international break in between, where they, they've, they've shown what quality they've got. So, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a typical, typical away game at Swillsbury, isn't it? You know, I'm going to be in there. Um, we're going to win 2-1 uh, with a last-minute winner. And, you know, uh, that, that just, it's just... 
I, I, I went on the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. We had half an hour to, chatting through lots and lots of stuff about both clubs. Um, and, and we sort of concluded that what we should basically do is give us the three points Saturday. We'll give them the three points when they come to New York and we'll all bugger off to the pub and have a pint and watch watch Super Sunday. You know? <laughs> Seems like a plan to me. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine yeah. with that. Uh, we haven't been having to go through two of these games, frankly. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we have done a scouting report that'll be up tomorrow because I had time to edit it. Yeah, that's Wayne. Wayne from Kimbo Sports has done that for us. Um, we like Wayne. Wayne's, Wayne's fun. Um, he wants he's messaged me and wants to address a few comments. First of all, Ryan says Sheffield got actually outplayed uh, by Plymouth side who haven't been great themselves recently, but this is a game that needs to be taken very seriously. He, he says he can't stress on how important it is. Wayne wants me to tell you that they weren't outplayed by Plymouth. They they were really good, Sheffield Wednesday, but they somehow to manage implode and concede three goals. Um, we've, to be fair, we've been there, to be fair. We, as, as a club, we've been there. We've played quite long, lost 3-0. Um, mm. If you haven't seen Plymouth's second goal, stop what you're doing and go and look at it because it is a comedy of errors from Sheffield Wednesday's defenders. It's a thing of beauty. Um, <laughs> so go and watch that because it's class. Um, the, second, the second goal, did you say, Matt? Second goal, yeah. Well, then he watches that. He'll always laugh in a minute when he gets to it. We'll go, we're we're, we're going to probably go to uh, an hour and ten here, mate. We'll, we'll give us a couple minutes because we're not touching the window too much. But it's Danny Rolls' first game at home. Mm. And for me, that's a bit of a concern because there will be a bit of positivity around the place because they finally got rid of Mr. Zisco, who they hated. Mm. And they seem to be getting behind him. He talks quite hard. I'm, I'm semi-impressed with the way he talks, Danny Rolls, to be fair. Mm. Um, if they... Get a good start and get a bit of momentum. The play, the fans will get behind the players, and, and then it could be quite a difficult afternoon for us. So we've got to be careful to try and manage the game and, and just try not to give them a sniff. If you don't give them a, a sniff, the place will stay quiet. Yeah, it will. It will. Um, the notorious, the fickle uh, football supporters in general, aren't they? But um, but but uh, Sheffield Wednesday supporters in particular. Um, so yeah, I mean, an early goal to us would be unbelievable. Uh, that would that would create all sorts of problems for him, but yeah, I, I'm a bit I'm a bit I'm a bit concerned about it if I'm honest with you. Um, and the main thing that concerns me is their record up to, up to now and the fact that as, yeah. the, the bits that you've just pointed out as well in terms of the new manager. So um, we just want to be on our A game. If we're on our A game, we'll be fine. Um, I, I can't see there being too many changes, assuming that there are no injuries uh, coming out of Wednesday night. Other than uh, possibly pelts, I think mm. I think we'll be fine. Uh, I think he'll probably start with the same lineup uh, and, and drop back to a five at the back. Should should they need should they need a rise? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, good Sammy's got to the goal. <laughs> good grief! It's good, isn't it? It's that, really that's good. that's a definite. Oh, that's nearly as good as. Wednesday thinking they got a penalty against Watford and then they gave a corner and then Watford scored. Yeah. The goal reminds me, and I know Coventry weren't that bad, but last night there were times where Coventry were trying to play it between themselves and it looked like they'd do, they've ever played this system before. They were knocking it out left, right and centre for throw-ins and stuff like that. That's what it reminded me a little bit of, which is a good sign. If Danny Rowe wants to try, try and play football on Sunday, oh, happy days. Oh, please do. Yeah, please, please do. <laughs> yeah. Because we, if we press like we did on Wednesday and they play like Coventry did, we again. I, I feel I'm being confident, Danny. I, I'm 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 sort of confident, but I'm sort of not. I'm I'm confident if we if we do what we need to do, we'll just win. That I'm just not confident that we will. It seems like one of the very few times where 
we're going to Hillsborough, not as the underdogs. It sounds so alien to say yeah. because you know mm. when, when we played Chef Wednesday last time, we'd already played them at New York, Lost. played them uh, played them off the park, and they'd won two 0 So we went there with a bit of anticipation mm. of oh this this would go either way. This same with the times before. I mean, during the COVID season when Ladipo won it for us, there were still times it's like oh this, this could still go either way. Mm. Whereas this time. We look at it and just go, if everyone does the jobs correctly, we have a very, very strong chance of winning this, probably just tilted in our favour. I think the one thing that really pulls it round to Wednesday's favour is that our away form is atrocious. That as well. I think that's the one of the few things that pulls it round and the fact it is a derby and you know their players will be more up for it and they'll put in more fight. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm very down the middle with it. I think because it's a derby, everything was out the window and it's just who turns not up on derby. the day. Well, they say it's not, but it is. You know what I mean? We're in the same postal code, for Christ's sake. You know, we're both in the S postal code. It's a derby. Danny, <laughs> Danny you're just trying to create a rivalry. And I think <laughs> we don't have a rivalry with Doncaster because they're DN, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just yeah. Trying to create it's, it's all about postcodes, derbies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Andy P said, we should be confident, Matt. We are going We are going to have too much for them. Ollie and Cafu are going to run the game. I've just got a feeling about Cafu, first goal, you know. I don't know what it is. It just feels like a game made for Cafu to do a Darren Garner-esque stunner um, in the last seconds of the game. Uh, Mick, give me a prediction. I've got, maybe we've got something else to talk about first half. Go on. Uh, I haven't got anything else to talk about, no. other than prediction. obviously I got a prediction right last night. Um, just... Oh, sorry, EOL. <laughs> sorry, we should have stopped the show. Every stop, stop. Mick, well done. You've got a Thank prediction you. right this season. Thank you. <laughs> What's your prediction for Sunday? 2-1 uh, Millers. 2-1 to the Millers. I am going to copy that one um, in classic rather than fashion. Danny? Um, I'm just having a look at the historical results to see what our biggest win is. Two. So, Rotherham's biggest ever win at Hillsborough was 5-3, right? And that is the record for most goals scored against Jeff Wednesday in a single so a two game. two-goal margin is the best we've ever done? Yeah, but five, but the five goal is the most we've scored against Wednesday full stop. It's just they happened to get three. Um, so, our biggest winning margin... Was actually the three nil at New York in the COVID season wow. when Lindsay completely played him off the park. Yeah, um, but my prediction is seven nil. Oh, good God, no! I'm not going that confident. I'm I'm going nearly down the middle and saying we're going to win one nil. Like it. Um, Russ Vernon says four nil to us. Um, Spires <laughs> says no, don't worry, three one. Shelley says we wear red, we'll win. We must wear. Hope we do it well. Yeah. CJ says we're going to win 3 0. Andy P says we're going to win 3 0. Harry says 1 0 to Wednesday. It's just a Rotherham thing to do. Fair. Um, RFC Ryan says 1 0 with a Hugel 90 plus 6. Oh, I imagine. Brief. Be danger in that away end uh, if that happens. John S says 3 0 to us. Uh, (laughs) Jamie says I don't want to see a bad reception towards Michael Smith because if he scores, we do. If, If he, because he will score if we do. Mm. Michael Smith's going to get a reception. You can not like it. You can join in. You can think it's funny. You can think it's really, really bad. Doesn't really matter. We could sit here and say, please don't boo Michael Smith. Michael Smith's going to get booed, whether you like it or not. Assuming the neckway as well. Assuming he plays. Oh, he won't play. 
He'll not, mm. certainly not start. No. Um, but he'll be warming up in front of us, probably. Mm. Um, yeah, look, he, he knew what he knew what was going to happen. When he signed for Sheffield Wednesday, he knew what was going to happen if he ever played against us. He's a, he's yeah. a big enough and clever enough man to realise that. Uh, and he's probably a big enough man to take it as well, to be yeah. fair mm. to him. Um, so, yeah. There we go. I want to quick, quick, very quickly. Oh, maybe not time for this. Powerman says, "What do you what do you make of the emergency signing?" It would be Powerman asks. Um, we have potentially going to ask for an emergency signing. Do we have any um, thoughts on that? Because I'm not a fan. <sighs> Needs calls for it, I think. But <clears throat> I said something last night, and this is where I sit on it. From a rather night, it would be brilliant. Go get somebody. I sent her half in. That's great. But then where's the line? Do you know in Leicester? Get three people out for four weeks in Jan in February. I think are we, we going to let them sign players? It, it, it depends on the squad depth. I mean, for us, we've got our twenty-five, and that's more or less it. There's not many players who've missed out on the twenty-five that they've submitted. Whereas Leicester have a bigger crop to fill it with, shall we say? From but players they coming permission up, coming to add to the twenty-five. That's the that's where the permission. That's where the problem is. Yeah, but they, yeah, that, that's true. But I suppose they can bring in the youth players as well, whereas we don't really have that. We option. should be able to bring our youth players. But I, mm. this is devil, devil's advocate. I don't like it because of the precedent it sets for other clubs. Mm. That's what. But I, I see what you're saying, Danny, and I, I, I get, I get your point. But I, if you, you deal with what you've got, if you get loads of injuries, you've got loads of injuries. As long as you can field eleven players and and a reasonable amount of subs, that bench last night was still pretty strong. To be fair. Mm. I think it's because we've got we've got a player who we know will not play again this season. That's sort of true. Contributed to it a little bit because now we've got twenty four, and the one player will never play again shouldn't really be included in the twenty five now. That's sort of like that's maybe where the line is for exceptional circumstance, um, and it just sort of gives us a chance to bring in a body at the back as well. Mm. I, if it was if, if it was a rule where it had to be the same position, then I don't think we'd we'd exploit it. If this were Wednesday, what would you be saying? If if it were Wednesday, it's just like for me again, it'd just be well. If needs calls for it, you know, needs calls for it. Yeah, Mick. Don't care. Okay. I I don't care. I mean, ultimately, if we need if we if we need if we need a player, then and they'll allow us to do it, then let's do it. If we if they don't, they don't. Let's just we, we we crack on, don't we? I can see why they'd ask. See what they say. You don't get, you don't ask. Or you don't ask, you don't get, there. So it's the old Yorkshire saying, isn't it? Yeah, see what happens. Don't, I'm not, I'm not fussed one way or the other. It'd be nice to just get some players back from injury. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, right. Anything else we need to cover? We've gone very, very long tonight. As you maybe expect, we had that way with a game coming up Sunday as well. Uh, we Anything have a else? Quick, quick lineup prediction. We want to see playing. We can do it. I'm assuming they're going to pick up another couple of injuries between now and Sunday. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, would, I would go unchanged from start. Yeah, yeah. likewise. Mm, I'd I'd say we start with the five, I think. I think we can risk it against Wednesday to start mm, with. Mm. I think you can risk it. They're, they're, it's not like they've got the players that Southampton have got. You know that pace that really killed us? Yeah. Wednesday haven't got that. I haven't got in the country had had it on the left, not really on the on the right. So we we could get away with it a little bit. I think we can allow to be a bit more risky against Wednesday. To certainly start mm. with. Yeah, as long as you get in the faces from the first few yeah. minutes, like we did against Coventry, we should be all right regardless. Should. 
this is as positive as you will see us be leading up to a, uh, a game against Sheffield Wednesday. Let's face it, somewhere our nerves are all in tatters about Wednesday because, <laughs> you know, it's the bragging rights now, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mick, anything? No. Fantastic. <laughs> Very enough. Positive at all. Oh, referee. Uh, I have got his name here. Bear with me. Uh, referee is... Andy Davis, he last refereed us and gave Coventry the last minute penalty at the CBS last season. The very, very soft one. Uh, uh. Um, he also ref the weekend game as well, but nothing happened at all at, the, at New York. Um, we're done. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Please make sure you have subscribed to YouTube if you haven't already and give this video a thumbs up uh, as well. The scouting report will be up at probably Friday evening. Um, when I've had enough time to edit, edit it a little bit, um, we will then be back. We are scheduled to be back on Sunday evening. That's the schedule at the moment. We may change that potentially. Then he won't be here for the Sunday episode. Um, we've got better things to do than talk about Sheffield Wednesday. But we don't judge here. Yeah. I'm trying to win a 300 pound jackpot in a pub quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, so keep an eye out for that. If it does change, we do change, don't have to change it on Monday. Please just keep an eye on the social media, we, you'll see it on there. Um, that is a possibility, but we'll let you know. Um, Mick, thank you for being with us. It's been fun. No, no worries. Thank you for having me. Other than that, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I'm Bye. going to register. Yeah, <laughs> yellow card. Tell me, mum. Turn a note And Danny, thank you very much for being with us, mate. It's a pleasure. Yeah, no worries. Always a pleasure, lads. See you next time, and we'll see who's going at Hillsborough. Thank you very much. Over the mills. Over the mills. Over the mills. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Yes! Duffy! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.